Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, it's still Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, our Kickstarter, at this point when we're recording, has been going 14 days. And yes. holy moly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we expected it to do decent, because who doesn't oh, yeah. love dragon eggs and pride flags? But, um, you know, thank you so much, everyone, for all of your support. It definitely went even faster than we expected. We were fully funded within four hours. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, I didn't get my... uh, I didn't even have my uh, one ordered before it was already funded, which is just ridiculous. (laughs) Um, uh, So, yeah. um, We have also reached our Philly Pride pin. um, Yes. Stretch goal, which we talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. We... We are going to cover the other six pins because this was kind of a plan we had maybe for the end of Pride Month when we maybe hit that stretch goal, potentially, possibly. Mm-hmm. But we would also, we'd also hit that by, I think, six hours. So um, Something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And we also have shiny ones for the original one secured. Yes. And I yeah. think we're really, really close to... We are really close. Our highest stretch goal that we had made was for 5,000 because we thought, you know, there's a possibility we'll get there, but we might not. So our our last stretch goal is uh, having all of the pins in glitter option Mm -hmm. instead of just the regular rainbow. So Um, we've already got the Philly Pride flag unlocked. We've got the second clutch with all of the other flags that we're going to go over today unlocked. Yeah. We unlocked the glitter egg for the regular rainbow uh, pride. LGBT pride flag. Mm-hmm. Rainbow pride, yeah. And now if we reach our last stretch goal, which we're only like $200 away from. Yeah, I remember seeing it a few days ago where it was 500 uh, in mm-hmm. the last uh, update, and it's already closing that gap. So Yeah, so at, at this point, we're only about $200 away, and if we reach that last stretch goal, all the eggs will be available in glitter, no matter what the colorway you pick. Mm-hmm. Um, which is wonderful, because I have ordered two, one for me and one for my partner. Uh, ironically, we're both getting demi pins, which is lovely. <laughs> uh, but I would really like a shiny pin if that if if we get there, that'd be fun. Um, well, you yeah. can also add pins on. We're gonna let you add pins on in backer kit. Yes. Uh, so if you've already put things on, you can add more on later. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Um, yeah, we are just completely blown away with mm-hmm. how it's all gone. Uh, we still have about two weeks left, roughly, because it's, it's uh, yep. to the end of the month. Um, yeah, seventeen um, days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case you haven't checked out the previous episode or haven't uh, got the link or name for the campaign, it's uh, "Hear Me Roar Loud and Proud" pride pins. I'm pretty sure that's "Hear Me Drag." It was very close. Oh. It, it, <laughs> Here be oh, here dragons, be loud and proud. Uh, right, sorry. Uh, I got it very slightly right. I think I actually said the, the thing for Game of Thrones, which is, which is surprising because I've never actually seen Game of Thrones, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, so yes. Yeah. Um, if you type in here be dragons on Kickstarter, it does pop up. Mm-hmm. So feel free to go and have a look. And like Heather already said, this episode we're going to be covering the information and trivia of the other clutch that has now been unlocked so yeah we hope you enjoy and we'll get into it yes and then um just you know full disclosure again i i know we mentioned it in the last episode also but for anyone who is wondering you know why did we pick certain pins over others in terms of the colorways and everything you know why did we have a second clutch as a stretch goal we just we couldn't do every single one unfortunately all in one go we needed to make sure we would fund and one of the things concerns we had was that we wouldn't you know 
that if there were too many options, we wouldn't be able to do it because then we'd have to order such a large amount from the printer in order to get all the different colorways. So this way we're able to offer all of these colorways that we wanted to offer. And then um, we tried to ensure that we'd have, be as inclusive as possible over the whole of this of the campaign. Um, the six that we chose to start with were picked by our community. Um, and they're also some of the ones that are generally, I think, more commonly well-known, um, which is one of the reasons why we picked all of those six. But um, we wanted to include everyone, so now we get into our final seven, the second uh, class. Six. six, sorry, six. six. That's right, because Philly Pride was the outlier. Oh, actually, no. Is it another seven? I don't remember anymore. It is seven. I'm like, I thought I counted yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, no, right, because there are six and then the seventh and then a whole other seven, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, you're right. You, yeah, nope. I'm just, um, it's very early. <laughs> and I know that would sound weird, but it's also very late for me because I work nights. So we're recording. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have another seven, which the first one of those seven is the agenda pen. Uh, gender queer. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. It was a gender on the on the image. Oh, because they're in order. They're in alphabetical order on the. I mean, we can go in so, alphabetical order on the Kickstarter no, page. No, 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 no. Uh, I was I was just looking at the image. Uh, we have the information in a different order, don't we? Yeah, we've got gender, gender queer first. Okay, that's all right. So the gender queer is a term for people. Uh, who feel they have a queer or non-normative experience with gender, um, and the flag for the gender uh, gender queer, um, or the gender queer flag, was designed in twenty eleven by Marilyn Roxy, a gender queer writer and advocate. And the colours for the gender queer one. Oh dear. Uh, yes, gender queer. We have. Uh, would you call that purple or lilac? Um, uh, well, according to, I would call it la either lavender or lilac, um, yeah, yeah. but the lavender color represents androgyny, so people okay. who are sort of a mix of male and female. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then we have white or a very pale yellow, I'm not sure. Um, so the, the, yeah, white, um, and the, the white represents agender people. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a dark chartreuse green, is what it's called. Chartreuse? Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like an army green, a little bit. But it's the yeah, inverse yeah. of the lavender color. And it represents people who identify outside of or without reference to the binary gender system. So they don't identify with male, female at all. They're completely outside of it. Um, yeah. Um, like, people prefer, like, they then programs... Next in our list, we've got gender fluid, which is uh, similar. It, it is similar. So gender fluid refers specifically to people who have a gender expression or expressions or identity and identities that are not constant or, or fixed. So basically, it's someone who might sometimes feel like they're like one day they feel like they're a man. The next day they feel like they're a woman. The next day they feel like they're somewhere in between. Their gender is just constantly fluidly changing. They don't have any one gender that they identify. They kind of ident identify with all genders depending on the day. Yeah, and like how their mood and their mindset is and all that mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, they can also find themselves outside of all of those binaries as well, like with genderqueer people. But they, again, sort of float between all of them in a very fluid way. Um, and the gender fluid flag was created by JJ Poole uh, on Tumblr, and this one is in August of 2012. So both these ones are fairly, fairly close together, being 2011 and 2012. Mm -hmm. And out, and then oh, you know what? I'm just gonna open this in a different tab so I can actually look at it <laughs> because I keep having to scroll. So, so the um, this particular flag has five stripes. Mm -hmm. um, the first color at the top is pink which represents femininity. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there is white, which represents a lack of gender. Mm -hmm. 
since people who are gender fluid don't necessarily ascribe to a particular gender that's considered one of the, you know, part of the binary system. Mm -hmm, which is also similar for the weight of the gender queer one, which we just got mm -hmm. over. Uh, um, then we have purple. I think that's purple. Yeah. Yeah, purple. And um, the purple represents a combination of both masculinity and femininity. So it's basically the combo of male and female. A, a lot of these flags that deal with gender, um, especially if it's something dealing with gender that could be a combination of male and female, tend to have some sort of purple color on them. Mm -hmm. um, because purple is obviously a combination of two of the most commonly associated gender colors which is pink for girls oh. and blue for boys mm -hmm. yeah that makes it yeah um we've sort of talked about that in our previous one uh next we have black which represents all genders including genders that do not align with femininity or masculinity mm -hmm. so basically anything outside of what is commonly used i'm not going to say it's normal because everything's normal for, for, for whatever people feel um so and then uh, we've got blue, which, uh, like with uh, the pink, represents uh, masculinity, and with the pink, uh, representing femininity. And we're back into all of that fluidy stuff. Now, which one do we have next? Uh, pansexual. Pansexuality. Often shortened to just pan. And it's the attraction to people regardless of gender. And the current pansexual flag has been online since around 2010. Yes. Okay. So, pansexuality. For, for anyone who doesn't understand the, because pansexuality, I think, is one of those ones that people sometimes get a little confused by. I I also see it's probably the one that's the easiest to make fun of because people don't understand it. Like, mm -hmm. If that, uh, I could see that. You know, yeah, like, oh, you're, um, uh, you're, you're attracted to kitchenware. So no. <laughs> yeah, so pansexuality does not mean that you're attracted to anything and everything. What it specifically no. means is that you are attracted to people regardless of their gender identity. So, like, you don't care if the person's male, female, somewhere in between, somewhere completely outside of left field, like, doesn't match up with either of those. You like them and are attracted to them as a person. You don't care what their gender is. Yeah, uh, it's more. It's definitely more personable than more like attraction based from physical. Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, one very famous person who actually came out as pansexual and has talked about it. I know in in multiple interviews is Alan Cumming, the actor Alan mm -hmm. Cumming. Yes. Um, so if you wanted to look up, you know, sort of an interview on someone who's talked about that more publicly, he would be a great resource. So, yeah, um, word pansexual comes from the Greek prefix pan, meaning all. And it differs from bisexuality in that it, people who identify as pansexual are emotionally uh, or physically attracted to people regardless of sex, gender or identity. Uh, and the pansexual flag was created to uh, differentiate to differentiate between the bisexuality flag, uh, which also has three horizontal bars. And it was, uh, like I said, we created in 2010 and it's gained popularity since then. Mm -hmm. uh, Color-wise, we have pink, which represents attraction to those who identify as female. Then yes. we have yellow, uh, representing attraction to those who identify as genderqueer, non-binary, agender, androgynous. And anyone who doesn't identify uh, on the male or female binary. And then we have finally blue, uh, representing attraction to those who identify as male. Yep. <laughs> it's actually a very pretty flag, I think. I, I like the I like the flag. Um, it's definitely one I landed on uh, in my youth, like, um, because bisexuality was hard. We've talked about this last episode, is where I started. And then pansexuality felt a bit more correct because i didn't care so much about what the person's gender or anything else was it was more about them as a person and then i moved from there into demisexuality which is what we, we covered that one in the previous episode which is they're, they're very similar in their ways uh demisexuality just being uh, you're attracted to the person and you don't have um like deeper deep feelings 
uh, of like a, um, attractive um, and sexual sort of feelings before like you establish a really connection with that person. So they're very mm-hmm. similar in that kind of way. Okay, well, um, we are already through the first three, and we've talked a little bit about how our campaign went. So I think this is a fairly good point to go into our into our mid mid roll break, and then we can cover the other four on the other side of this. And yeah, um, we will see you all in just a, just a minute. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's mid-roll. Ooh, we're doing this thing again. All right, so we want to start off talking about our amazing sponsors. Uh, Nerdsmith has mm-hmm. a couple of fantastic ones, but in particular, I'm going to talk about World Anvil. For anyone mm-hmm. who hasn't heard us talk about World Anvil, it's an amazing website that is a campaign management tool and software that lets you build up your campaign setting and the world you've created for your players. Or if you're an author, it lets you uh, you know, flesh out and build out the world that you've created for your books and your audience. It's an amazing tool. There's, it's so robust and has so many features they even won an any award. It's worldanvil.com and I, I mean, we can't say enough good things about them. We definitely recommend you check them out. But we recently yes. discovered there's even people like it's so good at keeping track of details and connections that there's even some people who started using it to keep track of real world history events so that they could use it mm-hmm. to study for their classes because that's how good the intersectionality and the way you can connect everything is. So we definitely recommend you check it out. It's worldanvil.com. Yes, we love them very, very much. Uh, other people we love very, very much are the fine folks over at Castle Die Hard at dieharddice.com. They have the most wonderful and beautiful selection of both metal dice, palmer dice, mm-hmm. um, and so many different things that they keep on creating. They have their multi-class metal D20s that you can pull apart with magnets uh, and make your own dice exactly how you want them to look. They have a Spellbinder series of dice which use two different colours to mix into beautiful colours with their metal dice. They've also started using their metal moulds which they created in their uh, polymer dice as well, so you can find some of their series as well. They have great accessories like metal meeples for game mats like Catan and uh, other games that use them. Uh, Stone Age, that's the one. Uh, they have their Scroll of Rolling, which I absolutely adore. It can hold um, multiple sets of dice and rolls out to be a rolled a roll, up dice mat. So it's perfect for storage, perfect for travel, and for everything that you can use it for. Um, you can find anything you want in, uh, on the website by like class, uh, if you play D&D, by colour, by material, by anything. Um, if you do find anything that uh, piques your interest, you can use the code nerdsmith-jun to get 10% off your next order. They also offer free domestic shipping in the US and discounted uh, shipping internationally. So wherever you are, you can get wonderful, fantastic, lovely dice. We love them very much. You should absolutely go check them out at dieharddice.com. Woo! All right, and with that, um, we're going to get back into this week's topic, which is the rest of yes. the flags from the Kickstarter. Um, again, if you haven't checked out the Kickstarter, we definitely recommend you go look at it. You've still got 17 days as of the recording of this episode. <laughs> uh, which would be, I'm going to say, 15 days roughly by the time this comes out. Approximately. So plenty of time. Um you can find the links for it on Kickstarter, like uh, Hippie Dragons. Uh, you can uh, Google it in there. You can also find it by going to uh, nerdsmith.org, and we have links to it over there as well. Please feel free to check it out. We're very proud of the pins that we've done, mm-hmm. and we hope you all like them. Okay, welcome back into the, the episode where we're talking mm-hmm. about the four... Uh, the last four flags that we have on our, our on our list bit, which yes. we have next, is agenda. Correct. Agenda? Yeah. Uh, you sent me the site with the information, but agenda's not on this one. Um. Hold on. 
I used I multiple have... sites when I was doing all the research yeah. for the. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but uh, it's got all of them except that one. Just have the a romantic one, but it doesn't have the agenda one specifically. Okay, oh, awesome. Agenda. So, for anyone who isn't aware, agender refers to complete genderlessness or lack of gender. So, it's not a non it's a non binary identity in which a person doesn't identify themselves as having a particular gender at all. Like they're not male, they're not female, they're not somewhere in between, they're not anything. They're just a human or a person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, and while a complete lack of gender is the most common form of agender, uh, people may call themselves agender for other reasons, such as uh, gender is neutral or neutrous. Uh, they don't know their gender or it's undefinable, and or their gender does not align with any binary or non-binary categories. Uh, they're removed from the concept of gender, and there are no words to fit their gender experience. Mm-hmm. So lots of different things to represent uh what what uh what they are in in that regard uh the flag is kind of interesting it's got seven stripes uh but repeats mm-hmm. quite a few times it, it has black um gray white green and then white gray black and it goes back up yes okay. um, um so th- the original flag um was created by a a tumblr user um, called Transance or Salem back in 2014. And then um, there have been different variations over the years, but the colors on uh, the flag that he used, which are the black, gray, and green, um, those tend to be the ones that are most commonly used. Mm-hmm. That's still the most common flag. So the black represents an absence of gender. Mm-hmm. Um, the gray represents partial gender. So yes. someone who, you know, kind of feels like a gender but not 100 percent and then the green represents the non-binary nature of this gender because green is the inverse of lavender which is a mixture of pink and blue so basically oh, it, rep- really like that. it represents the opposite of pink and blue which is uh used to represent male and female quite a bit i like mm-hmm. that that's a really fun detail um yeah. yeah, and then the the white generally is um, considered to represent you know all sort of all genders like it is in most, right? It it kind of is you know anyone who doesn't fall into one of those three categories gets caught in the white. <laughs> uh, I don't know why just how that was phrased. It was like get they get caught. It's like got you, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, so. After agenda, we have asexuality, I think. Intersex. Intersex, sorry. No, um, asexuality was in the first set. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, intersex. Sorry. Uh, intersex. So intersex no. is another one that I think like a lot of people don't know. Um, it's not one I'm super familiar with, I've got to be honest. Um, so, uh, But intersex, a person born with a physical sex characteristics that don't fit... The traditional body, body de- definitions of male for males or females. Um, do you want to cover this one? Because I don't really know much about it. So. No, that's fine. Um, to be perfectly honest, I I didn't know a ton until um, until doing research for this Kickstarter. Either mm-hmm. I'd heard of it. Yeah, I had definitely heard of intersex, but I hadn't really, you know gotten a lot of information from friends about what it was exactly for anyone who hasn't caught it during one of the episodes i'm what's referred to as cishet i am cisgendered meaning i identify as either male or female and i'm heterosexual which is the het so i'm i'm cishet um i'm an ally very much so of the lgbtqia plus community but i i personally i identify as a cis heterosexual female and so most of my like other than a little bit of research I've done here and there and like you know research for these types of episodes and for the kickstarter and things where I really I want to learn more and it's a good time to do it I most of my information comes from my friends and family who identify as part of that community and who share with me this information because they know I'm going to support them 100 percent 
Um, in case you know you guys hadn't guessed, I will fight <laughs> to support my friends. Um, they get to love who they want to love. <laughs> Which is true for everyone. Just another thing, uh, cis world, it does mean all that. It also uh, means specifically that you identify with uh, the gender you were assigned at birth, mm-hmm. which is d- definitely true for you. Um, so, yeah. uh, I am also cis. I identify as male, and I was born male. Um, but I am also Denny. Um, so, uh, yeah. not, not, not on the heterosexual thing. <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, back to intersex. Uh, the yes. intersex flag was unveiled in, on July the 5th. Of 2013 by the creator Morgan Carpenter, then co-chair of the organisation Intersex International, uh, of organisation Intersex International Australia. Oh wow, that's a, that's yes. Powerful. And intersex. Um, so you know we touched on it a little. It's a term for those born with physical sex characteristics that do not traditionally fit either male or female classification. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the variations of this could be a person's chromosomes are different. Yes. Um, so for example, um, there are, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the problem, but there, there are some people out there who, instead of being born with XX or XY are born with XXY. Um, or sometimes they'll be born with XYY. And for people who are are born that way, the chromosomal difference can, in some cases, cause them to present as not, like, not all the characteristics of one gender or the other. Yeah. And I I think... I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it's XXY. Hold on, let me double check. Yes, Klinefelter syndrome. That is the one I was thinking of. So um, basically, the uh, Klinefelter syndrome is a perfect example. You're born with XXY, so you have an extra X chromosome. Um, gotcha. And it is—it's a genetic condition. You're just—you're born that way with the extra X chromosome. Um, a lot of times, the boys or men, depending on age, will have a lot less body hair. Um, they'll often have larger, a larger chest, almost like breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, they will present as more, f- other than just those two things, they will present as more feminine looking. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a, uh, a bunch of different ways it can sort of represent. Uh, interestingly, the flag looks a little different than the sort of normal uh, not normal fans not normal flags but just like the rest of them with it being a purple circle with a yellow mm-hmm. background and then a yellow circle in 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 the 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 round I'm trying to think of the word the purple oh, it's a purple yeah, circle a cylinder. yeah purple cylinder with uh, a yellow bit in the middle and then yellow on the outside uh, I guess it looks a little similar to like the Japanese flag in that kind of way. A little Almost. bit. I mean, it, basically the intersex flag, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is a nice bright yellow. And then mm-hmm. in the middle of the yellow is a purple circle. And it, it's it's a hollow circle. So it's not it's not a filled in circle. It's like a line, um, like a target almost. And the yellow and purple were actually specifically chosen because they are... Um, alternatives to uh, the strongly gendered colors of pink and blue. Yeah. And then the purple circle in the middle symbolizes wholeness and completeness, as well as the right to be who and how we want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's sort of represented on our pin with it being yellow, purple in the center, and then uh, yellow again on, on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we tried a couple different variations on that. We did for anyone who's curious. We did try making an intersex egg that had like a little bit of a circle in the middle, but it just did not look good. <laughs> uh, I can I can also see that with the the demisexual one, which we talked about, because obviously mm-hmm. it's got the the triangle sort of flipped onto one of the middle lights. You could potentially put something on there which looks triangle-ish, but it, because of the egg sort of shell designs, it wouldn't 
it wouldn't look super consistent and it might look more square like or yeah 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 it would not have looked good no um, so we we did the three stripes instead because that way we have all the colors in there but also it's not ugly (laughs) (laughs) that's fair okay so what do we have next polyamory polyamory okay uh uh, I do know what polyamory is. Um, <laughs> I have never really identified simply much with it, but it's the ability to love multiple people or be involved in multiple relationships within the context of mutual consent. And that bit's really important. Mm-hmm. That bit's really, really important. Yes, the, the mutual uh, consent is 100% important. So I feel like polyamory is one of the ones that gets a really bad rap. I think so too. I, I think a lot of people think of polyamorous and they think of like those marriage, like the cults, basically the religious cults where like the man marries 26 young girls kind of BS. Yeah. That is yeah, not, I, that is not polyamory. <laughs> no, that is just an abuser. <laughs> yes. So polyamory is the ability to love multiple like he said it's the ability to love multiple people and be involved in multiple relationships so this doesn't mean that like i love my husband and then i go cheat on him with somebody else that i also love that's not how this works polyamory specifically is everyone involved in the relationship has agreed and consented to this kind of a a relationship Everybody knows about everybody who is yes. present in this thing. Yes, like, it, it not is ever, not polyamory um, if one person gets like snuck in behind the scenes or brought in without consent of everyone else. That's not how this works. True polyamory is everyone agrees, everyone talks about the decision to bring a new person into the group, like everyone is part of the decision making. And while they might be part of the decision, not everybody has to have that same relationship with that particular member of the the relationship, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually have, I know three separate couples. Yes, three separate married couples that I am friends with. I will not name any of them on this podcast, but I have three. Of course not. I'm not one of them in case anyone's curious. My, my husband. No, I'm not married, my, so it isn't me. <laughs> no, my my husband and I did talk about it once, just because we know so many people who are. Um, oh, hi, Mowgli. And we both <laughs> we, we we discussed it briefly, and we both basically came to the conclusion of I don't know, not for me. Like we don't uh, care if somebody yeah. else does it, but it's not for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm very much in the same boat. Um, I just I love to independently. And I don't, I don't think it would bode well for my uh, mental health. Thank you, Mowgli. Thank you for your support. I appreciate that. <laughs> we have a cat. <laughs> I, I do. We, we can always edit him out. I forgot to kick him out of my office before we started recording. No, no, it's, it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so the thing is, like, I know three separate couples who have, you know, had polyamory or are in polyamory or have actively practiced polyamory. At one point. Um, I think w- one of them pretty much isn't anymore. And then the other two are, as far as I, I know still. It's not really entirely my business, so I don't keep track of no. it. But um, no. in all of those cases, the husband and wife were completely open with each other anytime. They were even, like, going on a date with somebody else. Everything was very open and discussed. Like, everyone knew what was happening and who was involved with who. Like, that's how you do polyamory. It's open communication. It's talking. It's everybody knows what's going on for everybody else, and you're all agreeing to this type of relationship. Just cheating on your spouse doesn't mean you're in a polyamorous relationship. It means you cheated. (laughs) Very much so. Uh, And also, if you try, if you go for that relationship and then talk about polyamory, Mm -hmm. you're just as bad. Yeah, that's just as bad. Yes, no, polyamory is definitely something that should be discussed beforehand. Yeah, um, but that's why it gets a bad rap, because a lot of people, or, uh, okay, not a lot of people, there are some people who are very, very disrespectful to uh, that form of sexuality by using it as an excuse 
for their terrible behaviour. Mm-hmm. Like in regards to cheating or that kind of thing. Yeah. And to be clear also, polyamory and an open relationship are also not necessarily the same. Like there are some there are some couples out there who have open relationships where they don't care if the other person, you know, sleeps with a random person at a bar as long as they're careful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that there are people out there that do that in their relationships and that's fine. You know, that exists, it's a thing. If that's what makes you happy, it's what makes you happy. Polyamory again, is not the same. <laughs> yeah. Again, but even so that that open relationship has been discussed prior to anything happening. So it's all about that consent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Heather is Heather is fighting a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but polyamory specifically deals with loving multiple people mm. and being in multiple yes. relationships. So it's not like mm. one night stands. My boyfriend lets me go sleep with whoever I want. Conversation. No. Polyamory is my boyfriend and I have decided to that you know I'm going to have this second girlfriend or this second boyfriend or something that is also part of our group. And they could all eventually love each other and be equal, although mm-hmm. that's not necessarily always going to happen. Right. Which, again, we have an experience of, but again, not going to name any names. So. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, it can me. work. So, um, so can work. the flag. <laughs> yes, no, that's fine. Um, it's just, um, as Heather and I both said, we, we, hope, we hope it works for everybody who goes into that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. I, it just isn't just wouldn't work for me um i no <laughs> no um i don't think i could sort of do that but again that's I don't because I'm so maybe uh, but it's not something i'm interested in anyway sorry yeah. carry on so the original polyamorous flag was created in um the pacific northwest in early 19 or in f- fall of 1995 by jim evans um he wanted to create an anonymous symbol for the polyamorous community that could be acknowledged and shared with others. Um, and then, of course, because of internet, it exploded into everywhere. Yes. Um, so there have been different iterations of the polyamorous flag. The one that we chose to go with um, has a blue stripe, a red stripe, and a black stripe. And then in the middle is a yellow heart, a yellow heart mm-hmm. outline with an infinity symbol around the heart. Yeah. Um, um, the original and... one that um, Evans made has a pi symbol in the middle because pi is an infinite number. But um, oh, the heart fun. the heart, and the infinity symbol has become more popular in recent years. Gotcha. So, yeah. uh, and then the meanings for this one. Uh, blue represents the openness and honesty of all the parties involved. Red represents love and passion, which we've discussed before with the uh, just the regular pride pin. Mm-hmm. Black represents solidarity with those who must hide their polyamorous relationships from the outside world. That I feel sorry for, but I understand why some people need to hide. Yeah, or can't be as out as they'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Yellow, the value placed on emotional attachment to others, which is really important for polyamorous relationships. And the infinity heart sign represents the infinite love for multiple partners at the same time. Everything about that sounds really nice. It's just, I, uh, I just, in my heart, I kind of know that wouldn't be for me. Yeah, no, same. I, I have nothing, I have no problems with it as long as everyone's in agreement no, and not. does it openly with that, within that group. I just personally know that I wouldn't do well with it. Yeah, um, again, uh, getting the heart and the infinity onto the egg would be a little difficult and to mm-hmm. make it look nice. So the egg uh, for our clutch, it has the blue top black in the middle and then um the red coming down um at the bottom yes and then to to, represent all the colors yeah and then our our the metal we're using on all of the egg pins is gold so basically yeah. we're letting that gold represent the yellow yes uh, and the infinite symbol was also black uh, so it all it all fits mm-hmm. which is really lovely okay so i think we have just one more left now yep last one are you a romantic. A romantic. Yes. So we talked before about asexual, mm-hmm. um, it, where there there's no sexual attraction for that person. They might feel romantic mm-hmm. feelings, but they don't feel any sexual attraction or urges. And aromantic is similar, but instead of having no sexual urges, they have no romantic attraction. 
uh, or does so in a significantly different way than it's traditionally sort of viewed, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Uh, the first aromantic uh, pride flag was a four-stroke design with green, yellow, black, and orange, uh, with the green representing uh, the opposite of red, the colour of romance, yellow played off uh, of the yellow flowers, which represents friendship, orange because it was uh, between yellow and red for, for grey romantics, and a black was for aloe romantics who reject the traditional idea of romance. It is unknown when this flag was designed and by whom, which is a shame, but... Mm-hmm. The second, uh, but there was oh, yeah, so there, oh, there were two no, more no, versions no, of the go, flag. The, you go right ahead. <laughs> the second flag was designed by a Tumblr user named Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. It had five stripes in, with uh, dark green, light green, yellow, gray, and black. And then the and third that was in February twenty fourteen was that when that one came about. So. Yes, and then the the third one is the one that we actually decided to use. It's the most commonly used one now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the one we went with for our flag uh, for the eggs. Um, but it is the widely most accepted version. It replaced the yellow stripe of the second flag with a white stripe. And it mm-hmm. was also designed by Cameron, the same Tumblr user. Um, but he released it in November six, November 16th of 2014. Um, so that one came about towards the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. So the current one so, has a, a green stripe, a light green stripe, a white stripe, a gray stripe, and a black stripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the current meanings for dark green represent a, a romantic, a romanticism, mm-hmm. uh, and then the light green represents the aromant, uh, the aromantic spectrum. White mm-hmm. represents platonic and aesthetic relationship uh, attraction, as well as queer quasi platonic relationships. And grey represents grey, aromantic, and demi-romantic people. And black represents the sexuality spectrum. Uh, and I've got to say, I really like the, the aromantic pin look. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the colours looked really good together on the pin. Yeah, they, uh, they blend really well. Mm-hmm. And actually, the so the agender colours and the aromantic colours are almost the same. Mm-hmm. They're very, very similar, but the order is different. Yes. <laughs> so we definitely kept them. Hi, Mowgli. <laughs> we definitely kept them in the appropriate order for each individual flag. Yes. Um, so yes, um, because in one of them it's black, gray, white, green, white, gray, black, and then we've got the green, green, white, gray, black for the aromantic one. <laughs> We have a cat on screen. Oh, well, I have a cat on screen. You can't see the cat on the mm-hmm. um, Which is too bad. He's quite cute. Way. He's a pain he's in my butt, but he's cute. Yeah, he is. Um, so, yeah, that's all of the 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 um, flags in our second clutch of these pins. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Heather's just shown me one of the pins in it. Oh, that's so... That is much... Like, the, I mean, the, the graphic images look great. But seeing it in person or like on a video, that was gorgeous. Yeah, and uh, so if you go to our Kickstarter, one of our pictures actually is a pin. So the original dragon egg pin that is the rainbow, we we didn't do a Kickstarter for it or anything, but we did a limited run of them like a year and a half Back ago in, now, it, two it years ago now. Yeah, it was 2019 because 2020 we wanted to do more. But, uh, but COVID. Go- COVID. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was actually for the it was done in the anniversary of Nerdsmith's um the anniversary well, it was done for the uh, in the anniversary month of Nerdsmith as a company. Uh, March. Yes. I think we started if I'm remembering right, we started doing pre-orders in March for anyone who wanted to yes, get one. And then we actually yes. ordered them and we were selling them during Pride Month. But um, yeah, that was it. so any of us who got them during that time frame happen to have uh, examples of what the Kickstarters are going to look like because mm-hmm. it's the same pin company with the mm-hmm. same mold. <laughs> yes. So we know uh, what we're getting. Point, yes. Um, fun for, uh, with those ones as well, they, we also uh, gave um, a, uh, some of the profits to the Trevor Project, which mm-hmm. we mentioned in our last episode, which is going to happen again with these pins. And it will happen because I think they've done well enough to be potentially 
on our storefront after the Kickstarter. We're definitely planning to have them on the store. We don't know 100% yet which colors are going to be available in the store. Because part of it's going to depend on what we end up with in terms of extras. And part of it's going to depend on, uh, you know, just what was the most popular because and minimum order quantities and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because most likely what we're going to do is we're going to offer everything we have left over from the Kickstarter. So, like, anything that comes in surplus to us, we'll sell on the Kickstarter. And, like, the, the B-grade ones that they send us, we'll probably send them discounted on Kickstar- on um, the website, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, on our Etsy site, once... We're through with those. Whenever we do reorder more, our plan would be to reorder specifically the pins that were the most popular. So basically, once wow. everyone turns in their backer kits saying what pins they want, we can see which ones those are. And those yeah. would be the ones that we would buy and sell more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, it makes sense. We'd love to order them all, all the time, but capitalism doesn't work like that. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so. So yes, um, like I said, you've, we still have another like two weeks left uh, of them. If you wanted the specific one, all of those are going to be still available. Uh, they all are available now. We're getting super yes. close to having them all available in glitter as well, which we're not sure if we'll have later on as well. So right. The the glitter we may or may not have later. Um, I do think if we do have the glitter later, it is most likely only going to be in like the two rainbow flags. The regular rainbow and the pride flag, uh, Philly pride flag. I don't think yeah. we'd be offering the glitter in every single color. Um, the glitter is more expensive to make, <laughs> not by you know, re- amounts so ridiculous that we can't still offer the glitter as an option for people, but mm-hmm. by enough that we would not necessarily be ordering them to just sit in the shop in the hopes that someone buys them. Yeah, um, because we are still a very small independent company. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm saying it like I'm we're part of the directors. I'm not. I work with Nerdsmith a lot, and I love them. Uh, but like, it's it's run by just fine folks, and there's no like big office or anything like that. <laughs> so oh. it would end up just sitting in one of the directors' sort of storage, which. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Anyway, <laughs> so. Either way, there's two weeks left to get whatever you'd like the look of. And then after that, we will be talking about what we will be having again available uh, after the Kickstarter's been fulfilled, fully fulfilled, of course. Because, you know, that's super important to fulfill all the orders on the Kickstarter before you start selling them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It definitely has never happened with other Kickstarters ever. Shade. Ever. I, I may be throwing shade at people but I'm not I'm not brave enough to say a name <laughs> um, either way guys we hope you enjoyed this episode because we've, we've done with uh, the designs uh, we hope you're all enjoying your ha- uh, your pride month whether you're an ally you're completely out or we, we got another backer while we were recording this episode <laughs> Woo! Woo! I, I, I went on the website and checked just because lovely so um, so yes, hopefully you will have a wonderful pride whether you're out whether you, uh, if you can't be out and be for your own safety or whatever we, we, we love you still, you're still just as valid mm-hmm. keep, um, and yeah and stay safe yes because that, that, a lot of times it's a safety concern or a not sure what family is going to do concern so please stay safe yeah, which I I understand that. I mean, I am technically not out to my father because he's never been the most open about that kind of stuff. So I, I understand. Um, but uh, my mom has been super supportive. My sister's super supportive, and my brother and all that kind of. So I'm very lucky. Uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, yeah, but we do understand that not safe. everyone is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so stay, stay safe. We love you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can be out uh, on your own terms, great. It will come, day. It will come. Uh, and yeah, we love you all very much. Have a wonderful Pride Month. Our next episode, 
is going to be just at the end. Of, on, yeah, it's actually going to come out on the last day of the Kickstarter, so we will do another <laughs> update about how everything's going at that point. Um, I don't think we have any more pins to, to cover in another episode, so we'll be doing a different topic, but uh, we will see what, what, what we get to. Yeah, and we, at this point, in, in case anyone's wondering, we don't know yet if we're going to add any additional stretch goals if we break 5,000. Um, it, I guess it sort of depends on how far into the month it happens, I guess. Partly, but it also depends. The thing is, like, it, it's not just how far into the month are we. It's also how far into the month are we, plus can we, like, figure out something else decent to add on as a stretch goal? That doesn't just feel like it's a gimmick. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. If, if we did add something on, we'd want it to actually be... A meaningful something and not just blah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there could be vinyl stickers of the designs potentially, because mm. mm-hmm. everyone loves vinyl stickers and puts them on their laptop. I'm just literally coming up with ideas. Uh, I'm not part of these discussions, but I think <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap up. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, we can be found in the Nerdsmith Discord. Um, which you can find links to on nerdsmith.org. Um, yeah, feel free to come and chat with us about random things and all that good stuff. All right. All right. All right. With all that said, bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geek thyself at nerdsmith.org and please don't forget to go to itunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts we'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode and until then don't forget to geek thyself geek thyself